talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. Here are things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. I'm Sandra from Ottawa. And this is The Quick and the Dirty. It's basically all of the stuff you talk about with your friends, except we do it right here on the internet. And we do it sober for the most part. Well, Speak for yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Except for Hillary on Mondays. But otherwise, it's totally sober. Whatever. I think I'm just still drunk from my vacation. <laughs> Are you really? Were you hammered the entire time? Oh, no. Not until it was over because it was the very first family vacation, quote unquote. No. All right. So backstory on this. Uh, I am dating a guy with two kids. We have recently met and he rented a cottage last week and I joined them for about half of it at the cottage and had my first foray into a family vacation, which quite honestly, you need a vacation from when it's over. Yeah, it's a lot of work when there's kids involved and it's 24-7. You're waking up together. You're all going to bed together. Those are long days, I bet. It, it just feels really long because... I think you do more at the cottage, too. It's not like an average day at home with the kids. You're trying to go to the beach every day. You're doing activities. There's, like, none of the conveniences of home, like, go to your room and play with your toys. Right. It's, like, full-on, all-the-time entertainment mode. And I'm new, so, yeah. yeah. Were you you also on, on a lake somewhere, too? Uh, yeah, we were not, our property wasn't on a lake, but we were walking distance. Okay, so sure. you, so now you're also worrying about drowning deaths too. So you've <laughs> got to watch them constantly. As a former lifeguard, I have no fear. Okay, that's good. But then you're cooking <laughs> for them too. And then you're, you're cleaning up. And then I bet as the, as the new girlfriend, you're probably overcompensating too by being chatty. Oh, for sure. Like 1950s apron, big dress. <laughs> Would anyone like some Rice Krispie squares? <laughs> Stepford Wives, 100%. And were you delightful the entire time and you didn't get bitchy once, I bet? Uh, I, luckily, I only had to fake it for three days. <laughs> Is that your maximum before you can get bitchy? Yeah, or drunk. Or- um, yeah. <laughs> The so, other weird thing is because they're inching up, they're the eldest is ten. Yeah, we don't sleep in the same bedroom, so there's oh. like really it was really awesome to spend time in bond with them. Don't get me wrong, right, I course. had a great time. We had a couple cuddly moments. It was really special. Oh my god, but, you had cuddly moments! I know. Oh, I love that. But uh, at the same time. I have a long-distance relationship with my boyfriend, and I also feel the need to get it on. Well, you didn't have any cuddly moments with him, obviously. <laughs> no. So No, oh. we had separate bedrooms. Oh, that's brutal. And there was no uh, sneaky-sneaky in the middle of the night? We tried once <laughs> downstairs, but didn't end well. Really? What does that mean? What, how does well, that, I mean, I think I know how not end well means, but what's your version of that? Oh, we just heard steps, and and then it was like, yep, that's over. Everybody disperses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like bumping There's no in the recovering. Night. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, well, I just think, though, you know, it's the first step in many steps to getting to know who, the, who are your stepchildren or will be one day. Yeah, and I'm surprised I'm not running. Like, there were a couple of moments near the end of the week. I should have gone at the beginning of the week when things were fresh because they were pretty much done with the cottage by the last day. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the youngest has a little bit of a devil side when she gets frustrated, and I saw it for the first time. <laughs> but, you know, when you're the stepmom or the girlfriend, you can't do any parenting or anything oh, like that. Oh, not at all. 
And the most terrifying part was the moment he went and had a nap because we had a problem with our CO2 detector one night, so he couldn't sleep. Oh, shit. So you're in charge? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you grab one by the throat and say, don't fuck with me, kid? No. Oh, no. I'm just, just talking out loud. <laughs> just from personal experience. Don't tell your father, but I hate your guts. Can you imagine? Uh, so I guess not then. No. But did you like? No. But that's nice. You had a little girl bonding time anyway. Yeah, just enough time for her to misbehave and then go wake up her father. That's right. <laughs> did you ever say to him, look to him and say, "Control your children"? Cause, no, because we really like it when people but say you that know what? to us. I try not to judge, but I do find myself judging. Yeah. And you do. It's just like when you're around other people's kids and they're parenting their children, you think, mm, I wouldn't do it that way. That's and like, exactly what do I right. know, right? Like, that, how cocky am I? Yeah, I know. <laughs> to be thinking, oh, wow, yeah. he's really going down a wrong. Like, yeah. He's the parent. But other parents, we judge other parents, too. I judge other parents all the time thinking, oh, my God, those are those are wild animals that you're raising, not children. But people are judging on me because they say I'm too liberal. So I, it's tough, though, but it gives you a real insight into a human being when you see the way they raise their children, doesn't it? Well, yeah, like it's just a minor thing. Like they would whine and then eventually he'd give in. And I'm like, if you give in, you're saying it works. That's right. That, that's exactly right. And I find, though, that dads give in to the whining more than moms. Moms Especially don't fall for that. Especially the girls. Oh, absolutely. Dads are just like, because they're like, oh, I know what girls can be like. Because, you know, I married a woman, so <laughs> I know this is going to end badly, so I might as well just give in now. It's like the, it's like the moms have ruined them for their, their daughters. Honest to God. <laughs> fair is fair. So what fair happened to you this oh, week? Oh, my God. Hillary, I just... I can't even say that I was on vacation or anything like that. But, you know, I'm going to be honest. Once or twice a year, I go on a crazy bender. And I get judged all the time for that. And, like, I'd call my sister and she'll say, you what, you still get drunk like you did in college? And, you know, I'll be like, yeah. (laughs) Only only a couple times a year is what I can handle it. But my husband, once a year, goes on the craziest bender. And it happens every summer when he goes golfing with his, uh, his hockey buddies from when he was a teenager. And nothing good ever happens when he gets together with these bozos. And there's 20 of them. It's, oh, wow. And I knew it was coming. I had the date on my calendar. And I'm like, listen, listen carefully. I'll drive you. I'll pick you up. Do what you got to do. So when I went to pick him up, I knew what I was going to be walking into. But I, I, I can't. this man is pushing 50. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone that drunk in my life that I saw him this week. He, it's when your eyes stop seeing things. <laughs> Do you have you ever seen that before? Like they've just lost focus. They're, you're just kind of blank. Yeah. And they're, they're open, but they're not really That's there. Right. They're looking, but they're not looking. They're not seeing a damn thing. When I showed up, he stopped. He stopped being, he wasn't able to speak. The woman at the bar was actually still serving him doubles. What? I was I was a little pissed off about that and even looked at her. I said, maybe a single and a glass of water on the side at this point would suffice. Or give him water. He won't even know anymore. He but was, he's probably tipping, so what does she what care? What does she care? And then he was so drunk, he's, he made out with my cheek. Like, he, he open mouth made out with my... Oh, yeah, like baby. The, was, oh, you know I'm going to take you home and disgusting. just... Oh, yeah, was, we're going to... Oh, I can't even. And then, then it took three of his friends to carry him into the car... Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, this is 
This is going to go really bad. He was so drunk, I thought he was going to shit himself. That's Were you going to let him sleep in the car? Well, then I thought, but then the kids, you know, how do I, I don't know how to explain this to the kids. So I, I, <laughs> I put his arm around me when we got home and I, I, I talked him through the main floor of the house. We made it through about maybe three, four stairs. He passed out right on the stairs in an upward motion. <laughs> And then I said to him, I, like, I got crazy on him, like, listen, get up now. I don't want the kids to see you like this. Don't let the kids see you like this. And the kids are in the background saying, Mom, we've already seen him like this. <laughs> no way. So I have to ask, yeah. do you respect him a little less or do you love him a little more? <laughs> Um, because this is a free pass. I don't know if you realize. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? He's seen me at my ugliest. So I'm going to call it a draw every time. I neither love <laughs> him more or and I neither love him less. Because I plan on getting fucked up later on this summer too. So, <laughs> like this weekend I believe you and I will be spending some oh. time together. <laughs> exactly. So, you know. <laughs> You know, I it it's it's fine. We're all allowed to go out and get messed up every once in a while. But this was. But at what yeah. age is it no longer cool? Um, like, is there an age? Is this going to be okay when we're like seventy? If I saw my mom or my dad getting this hammered, I would be disappointed in them. Honestly, you. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I'm okay with my dad getting hammered, but not my mom. Why? Because my mother is so inappropriate. <laughs> Sober. Oh, gee. I can't then, like, imagine I can't your mother even. would be inappropriate. <laughs> I can't tell you how often she flirts with my boyfriends. It's gross. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but not like, not like nasty or anything, but, but just, just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> giggly. Well, he's pretty hot, Hillary, so I get that. <laughs> but yeah, the mom flirting with the boyfriend. I feel like that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Or another therapy session. Oh, girl. Woo. Woo. And by the way, yeah, we're going to call it 75. When you get so drunk that you might shit yourself, that's when you've gone too far. <laughs> so what are the stages of drunk that are acceptable? Like if you had to break it down into stages. Um, being happy, you know, like the, after the first couple of drinks, yeah, that's yeah. kind of adorable. Uh, then the I love you man Then stage. the I love you, right. And then, and then the, the antics, you know, when you're like you're running around playing tricks on people. That's funny. Girls tend to get irreverent at some point. Like when when I go too far, I get angry, drunk, Hillary. It's not good. <laughs> I've never. I seen start you telling like that. people how to live their lives <laughs> when they tell me I should sober up. That's right. Here's how you need to fucking parent your kids. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> okay. Well, this weekend I'm gonna literally bring you vodka, and uh, we will uh, we'll figure out the rest. I'm afraid for, for our lives. I will completely pray for you, girl. You know that. <laughs> All right. So okay. who do we have joining us today? Well, I'm actually really excited about this week's guest. Um, I will start off by asking, you know, do you watch Orange is the New Black? Absolutely. It's enthralling. It's so interesting to see what that life would be like on the inside of prison. Uh, well, that's exactly. I've always wondered what's life like on the inside. Our next guest has served four years in a Florida maximum security penitentiary. She has done time in the big house, the slammer, the joint, the can, the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and she has completely turned her life around since her life of crime. Please welcome today's guest on the quick and the dirty. This is Kim. Thank you, Sandra. Yay. Hi, Hillary. 
Hi, Kim. Thanks so much for joining us today and Thank telling you. your story. It's Thanks really, really me. interesting. I have to say, Kim, when I first met you, and I've just laid eyes yeah. on you just a few minutes ago for the first time, you are not what I expected at all. And that's how I made it through prison. Really? Like, <laughs> let me describe her to you, Hillary. She's just a, a pretty petite blonde woman. Is, is Like, I would never guess that uh, that you've done some hard time in a pretty hard yeah, place, not yeah. even remotely. Yeah, looks can be deceiving, right? Yeah, no yeah. kidding, yeah. no kidding. So yeah, I, I, I don't even know where to start with your story because I know you have a really incredible story to tell, I but mean, why don't we start with what you did time for? So I did time for fraud. Um, me and my husband at the time, we decided it would be a good idea uh, to commit fraud against this couple. So, you know, there's a huge backstory to it, but it was like revenge fraud. Oh, really? So they were in California. We were in Florida, and we used to work for them in California. So we decided to get all these credit cards in their name. So, you know, I knew we were going to get caught. He knew we were going to get caught. We got caught. And so that's what I went to prison for. But we were put on probation first. So, you know, we didn't immediately go to prison um, you know, we had chances and chances, and we kept violating the probation um, because we had to make restitution, which was more than our rent payment. So we never made restitution. So you kept kept violating. spiraling out of yeah, control tr- because you couldn't make the restitution. Exactly. You, started, you continued to commit crimes. No, 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 no. We didn't commit any more crimes, but we never got out of trouble from this crime. So it's like being in debt when your payments are more than you can actually repay. There's no way to get out of it. And then you have your PO saying, look, if you don't give money by next week, you're going to go to prison. So, you know, you're thinking, whatever, you know, I've got a week, I'll make some money. And it just never happened. So we went to court. Literally, the day we went to court, I left my front door unlocked. I fed the dogs, left the TV on. It was July 20th, 2004, and I never went home again. Ever. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wait, did you, when you left that day, mm-hmm. you knew that court, I, or like cr- prison was looming? Uh, I knew I was going to court. I never thought I wasn't going home that night. Like, really? No. No, I didn't. I, you just thought it was like an empty threat. Yeah, They're like, like ah, the judge is going to say reinstate the probation, you know. And then we're sitting in the courtroom, and I'm noticing our lawyer is trying to get the judge to call our case. And every time the lawyer gets the judge to try to call our case, the judge says no. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So it's like we got there at 9 in the morning. It's like quarter to 5. We're the only people left in the courtroom. And the judge calls our case. Finally. But I come to find out the reason was everybody knew we were going to prison that day. Like they didn't want to do it in front of a courtroom full of people. Really? Yeah. So, so it was, Because it was a you'd done probably deal. be very upset. It, it was a done deal. Like So they just held you, got rid did. of, cleared the docket exactly. kind of thing, and exactly. then said, okay, we'll deal with these guys at the yeah. end of the day when there's so, no witnesses. Exactly. So I get up in front of the judge and he's like... Uh, Okay, uh, on count one, five years DOC, count two, five years DOC, count three, five years DOC. And I was like, oh What's God. DOC? I'm sorry. Department of Correction. Direction. Okay, Department. Oh, wow. And that's I'm like, serious. This is 15 freaking years. So then at the. For a credit card fraud, that's exactly. steep. Exactly. So what? Go ahead. 
How does the system work in the U.S.? Because I know it's a privatized prison system, right? Well, it depends. Like, I was in a state prison, so it was state-run. There are private prisons, too, but because my custody level was so high, I couldn't go there because I was from Canada. So I was a high risk, so I had to go to maximum security, which is the state prison in Florida. So, you know... The judge is like, five years, five years, five years. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. This is, I'm going away for 15 years. And then he said concurrent. And I was like, okay, I know there's two C words. And I don't know which one's good and which one's bad. You know, I'm like, consecutive, concurrent, what the fuck? What does that mean? That means five years. So, yeah, five years. It means five, so you serve them all together. Okay, because I don't know what that C word means 100% in the the, the DOC world. Sorry, I don't. He said concurrent. I was like, please let that be the good C. Please, please, please. So then, yeah, so they they, uh, led us away, and it was me and my husband at the time, and... uh, Yeah, that was July 20th, and July 23rd, I was actually at prison. They came, Lowell, the prison I was at was Lowell, and Lowell came to the county and picked me up, threw me in the van, and away I went. What was going through your mind as you arrived at the facility, and you were, what, describe that first process and how you were feeling. You know, we're in the van, and there's me and some other prisoners, and we're driving from Crystal River to Ocala, which is, I don't know, like a couple hours. And I'm looking out of the van, I'm seeing all these free people, you know, and I'm like, wow, like, I'm not one of them anymore, like... Florida felt like they had to take me out of society, you know, and I was like, God, I really fucked up this time, yeah. like big time. That is, uh, that's pretty, that's, it must ter- have been terrible. terrible. Yeah, and then I started thinking like, okay, usually when you get sentenced to time, you don't do the whole time, right? So I'm thinking maybe like, I don't know, I'll do 40%, 30%, whatever. So by the time we got to prison, you know, I was kind of okay, like, uh, you know, I got this, this is going to be fine. And then uh, we get there, and I'm like, oh, my God. It was terrifying, just freaking terrifying. When you get— Well, you're in max, right? Yeah, exactly. Max. But when you first get there, you're in what they call, like, reception. So it's like— But it's not a cocktail reception, my no, guess is. No, there's, not at all. There's no hors d'oeuvres exactly. on the table waiting yeah, for you when you arrive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so you go for your first sit-down at the prison, and that's when they actually tell you the day that you're going to get out. So I'm like, okay, it's September 2004, you know, I should get an EOS date of like, I don't know, 2006 or something. And my EOS date was December 16th, 2008, and it's 2004 now. So I'm thinking four, five, six, seven, eight, like, uh, I can't can't do it. That's four years now. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. And, uh, yeah, so I came to find out you do 85% of your time in the state of Florida. Like, just my luck, man. There's states that you do, like, 40. Right. I had to fuck up in Florida. You would have to. Yeah, yeah. What were you thinking? By the way, what did your husband get? He got the same sentence, um, but he got to go to a a work camp. So, like, his custody level, I think, was a one or a two, which means he could pretty much walk out of the gate if he wanted to. Club fed, basically. Exactly, Yeah. yeah. So he went to Hardy Correctional. I went to Lowell. And, like, Lowell is, it's a nightmare, okay? There's parts of the prison I was at that you can't even see online because, like, 
really they're not supposed to be there anymore there's actually parts of the prison yeah. that they don't talk about yeah they, yeah like you're not supposed to be housed there like that dorm was supposed to be closed 30 years ago and they still got inmates in there it's it's I know, I know it's, it seems almost bizarre to even imply. I mean, obviously there's a seedy underbelly to a prison. There is. Obviously. There is. But not to the point where they're lying to the yeah, public. You yeah, know? like the inmates are saying, you know, uh, tell your mom when you get, because you can't even call home, eh? Like you have to go through all these procedures just to be able to call home. And then you've got these girls that are waiting for the reception girls like me to come in so they can tell you, hey, hey, don't worry, I got your back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll get you a phone call, I'll get you canteen oh. or whatever. And if you're really dumb and you agree to it, you know, you're screwed because you'll owe that person for the rest of your life. So is it is it like what we see on TV, like an it, Orange of the New, that you're somebody's bitch? It is, except, you know, on Orange is the New Black, how they show, like, prisoners going into the CEO's office and touching things on his desk. and it, That's not that's not true at all. It's more formal than it that is. in real like, life? If you're caught in a CEO's office, you're probably going to get tased and put in confinement and, like, yeah. But So there's no touchy-feely exactly, niceness exactly. at a real prison. Yeah, no. Can, Kim, t- take me to, when you get to the reception... How do they process you? Is it a cavity check and all that all stuff? Of it. Yeah, you go in a room and you're like, you know, you were just in the van with these girls and they're from all over the state of Florida and you've got female correction officers. So you're standing in a row and yeah, strip naked, bend over and cough and like they check everything, everything. And you're just mortified. Eh? And then you have to go in the shower and they give you this shit to shower with that kills like lice or whatever it's right it's horrible and uh yeah and then they give you your your uniform like I had I think size 24 panties they gave me just a little bit on the big side yeah eh? Yeah. so yeah they give you your clothes and they give you the your bunk and all what I did is I went and sat on my bunk and I just like looked around you know like I, I was shocked. Like, I didn't know how to deal with any of it. So I just started paying attention. And, you know, like watching, you know, okay, it's really important to be clean in here. Like, you learn that really fast. And you keep your bed area clean. And, you know, when you were free, one shower a day was fine. But in prison, like, you're taking three or four showers a day. So everything is, like, hyper-exaggerated. Like, you know, if you walk by a girl's bunk and and you accidentally touch it, well, it's like she wants to fight right then and there because you touched her bunk. Like, everything is just amplified. So you got to keep your head down, mind your business. Mind your business. Choose your friends wildly. Is there such a thing as having a friend in a place like that? There is. I had a couple, um, what I thought were friends, Uh, but it's hard. Most of the girls there, like, you know... You find, for me anyway, I got more attached with the long-timers, the lifers, um, because some of the other girls, they got a year and a day, and they're bawling, and you just want to slap them. Like, you know, their bunkie is never getting out, and you're crying because you have a year and a day? Like, are you stupid? You know? So I tended to gravitate more to the girls that had life, because they're real, like, you know, (laughs) They're, They've settled in. Yeah, They're exactly. not trying to yeah, buy for anything. That's right. So I just, uh, you know, and I got a great job when I was in there. They put me in the library. So, 
you know, I could slip books out to, to the girls. And, uh, you know, it turned out to be like, you know, I have no regrets of the whole prison experience. Except, really? Really? No, because no, it's funny. Like, since I got out, I've been so scared about what people will think of me. But it turns out, like, everybody's dying to know. Like, it's the complete opposite of what I thought. Did you think you were going to be shunned because people would say, oh, she's I done a hard time? And yeah, she's like, a... don't trust her. Like, yeah, don't. don't right. come... Zip up your purse, girls. Exactly. Kim's coming to exactly. the party Exactly. Yeah. That's what I thought. It hasn't been Do you like think that. it makes a difference because of the type of crime that you committed? And it was also in the States, so it's almost like it didn't happen here. Yeah, like, you know, I was thinking, God, if I did this in Canada, first of all, I probably wouldn't be in prison. And then... My dad, bless his heart, when I could phone home, I called home, and he's like, uh, he he oh, he was so smart, and he helped me out so much. He's like, eat the bread. Make sure you eat the bread. Always eat the bread, because I'm small, and he knew I wouldn't want to eat the food, so eating the bread would be a way to keep weight on, you know? Right. <laughs> but anyway, he's like, uh, he told me there's a treaty between Canada and the States where you can swap prisoners. So I thought, okay, he's like, you know, you should look into it. Well, you know, it turns out that looking into it took almost my whole time in prison, and it didn't do any good. I did all my time in Florida, but it was something to do. Like, it kept me occupied, and now I come back to Canada. My name is good. I have no criminal history here in Canada. What? No. First of all, this was all done when I was married, so it's all in my uh, my married name. And that doesn't follow you? I don't think so. You know, now that you put it like that, I'm going to tell you guys something. There's one little thing that is so tempting for me in my criminal. So they kicked me out of the States. They put me on a, on a jet. I landed in Ottawa. I have a passport right now with no restrictions. Like, I, I kind of believe that I could travel to the States if I wanted to. But I'm not willing to take the chance because, you know, if I get caught, it's probably like 10 more years. Wait a second. When, when you left the United States, did they say, and stay out? Oh, yeah. Like I signed a paper oh, yeah. agreeing to, to not go back for in. life. So but that, why would you even want to even think about that in but, ten fate? Because, Sandra, look, like that was all under my married name. Now I've got everything under my maiden name. Right. And, you know, I miss the States. Like I find it. Well, if you need dill pickle chips or something, I'll pick them up for you. Or those Viva paper towels that we all love. Don't you find it unfair that I commit this crime Fuck in Florida sakes. and I'm not allowed in any of the states? Like, okay, I could say, I understand you don't want me back in Florida or whatever. But the whole country? Do you know how hard it is to plan a trip and I can't even let the plane land somewhere? Like, right. If there's, oh, my God. If, what yeah. if it's diverted? What exactly. if you're flying to... Yeah, and yeah. then you're like, oh, we're diverting in New York. And you're yeah. like, well, fuck this place. Exactly. Do you just have to stay on the other side of customs then if that happens? Because I know people still travel. Yeah, they do. But And probably that's what I would have to do is just be honest and say, look, you know, I, I, can't, I can't get off the plane. I, tra- I plan my trip not to land here. And- yeah, that's right. But, uh, but no, so I have no regrets at all about that whole, except maybe, like, it was hard on my parents. Not, yeah, oh, you know, definitely. It, it was, and they were so cool. Like, one time, my mom, she actually brought in contact lenses through visitation, and I actually put the contacts on in visitation. Like, she smuggled them in. She was so cool. Of all the things to I smuggle. Know, like, I know, honestly. I know, I know. It was crazy. But, uh, no, no regrets. It, um... 
I'm sorry, wait. So she comes in with she contact did. lenses yeah. in her eye. Yeah. She pulls them out yeah. discreetly. And That's then it. Dad's like, okay, you and your mom go over there behind the post. I'm going to go talk to Captain Miller. I was like, cool. So Dad's keeping the, the CEOs occupied. Mom and I are behind the post exchanging contacts. Come out perfect. And how long did those last? I hope they weren't dailies. <laughs> Excuse me. No, probably, I think they were like three months or whatever. But she did it m- multiple times. Like, really? Yeah, like when they would come oh. and visit, I'd be like, Mom, I need another pair. And she'd be like, okay, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because usually, you know, when you smuggle it, things in prison, they come out of a different orifice. <laughs> Speaking, I have to tell you this. She will not be- Oh, no, not a bum story. I'm not sure I'm ready for a bum story. <laughs> it's a it's bum not story. a bum story. Okay. It's the other orifice story. And oh, 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 my God. Of a JJ story. <laughs> exactly. Heavens. Big JJ. Because, okay, this <laughs> oh my girl. JJ story. <laughs> Huge for JJ. This girl. <laughs> oh, good God. Like cavernous must have been. She goes to visitation, right? And so when you, when you have a visit, you have to strip... Bend over, squat and cough, whatever. Same thing when you're done. She comes back to the dorm. We're in the bathroom. In front of everybody, spreads her legs and pulls a freaking Barbie doll. <laughs> a Barbie doll out oh of her Yoo-Hoo. Yeah. Why would you ask for that? Uh, you know, I don't know, to tell you the truth. Some of the stuff that they would bring in, it, it just boggled <laughs> my mind. Like, why? You, you needed a doll? You needed a Barbie doll. That like, girl's been doing her it, Kegels. It was crazy. That's all I have to like, say. I'm watching this thing coming out, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh my uh, God. It, oh, when is it going to end? Exactly. <laughs> And then it's like, you Did know. Did the Ken doll come after no, that? No, no, just the Barbie. Okay. Just the Barbie. And then, Nine months later, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, too, when I first got there, and uh, they transferred me to Echo Dorm. And everybody called Echo Dorm the ghetto. And it was, it was terrible, but whatever. So I, I'm in Echo Dorm, you know, meeting people, whatever. So all of a sudden, this girl, she, she comes up to me. And she's like, oh, come on. I want you to meet uh, meet some people. I'm like, okay. So we go out in the yard, and there's a group of girls standing there. And she's like, this is my brother. This is my dad. This is my uncle. This is my grandpa. And I'm like. Wow, that is a, that's a family odd. affair, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, like that's one thing about. Like, well, I think they do that in Orange is the New Black. Like, there are families. Right. They're, cry- they're crime families, basically. They, they are. It's learned it, behavior. It's, it, it is. And some of these girls, like, they just need to have a family even in prison. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, it would be lonely. It, it is, but it's so weird. Like, it's just a... It's sad, isn't it, it? It is. It's very sad. It is. The only girls I find, surprisingly, that didn't do that was the lifers. Like, you know... The people who committed murder, like Eileen Warnos was at my prison, okay? That oh monster. Oh, my God. Yeah. Charlie's Theron played her in the movie. Um, monster. Monster, or right. Like, yeah. yeah, it was Monster. Whoa. Yeah. Cause, oh, my God. Yeah, because at the time, we had the only death row in the state of Florida. Oh, so. my God. But uh, there's some other girls there, murderers, um, and, you know, they didn't do all that family thing, and they just stay to themselves like they just did their time and I think that's why I gravitated towards them just because they were just more real like you know they they would give me advice this one girl said do your time don't let your time do you and at the time I really wasn't sure what she was talking about then I realized like every day I was getting up saying okay four more years 
okay, three years, 11 months, and th- that is your time doing you. Right. And y- if you do that, you're in for, you know, it's going to be a long... It feels like forever. It does. It does. But if you're a lifer, how, I mean, so there's, no, there's no hope anymore in no. your life. Why are you waking like, up every this day? This one girl, um, her name was Sam, she has a natural life sentence. And do you know that when the girls would uh, EOS, which is end of sentence... She would do the makeup of the girls that were leaving. And I asked her one day, I was like, Sam, you know, why do you do that? And she's like, Kimmy, you know, it's a way for me to walk out this place too. Like the makeup on her face, I did it. So I guess subconsciously it was a way for her to, but it's so sad. like To know you're going to die there. You're going to die there. You're going to die there. Yeah. And that, even today, I find hard when I think about some of the girls, you know. Yeah. But I mean... You know, they kill people, right? Like, you know, you got to think of the victims' families. And it's, Absolutely. you know, it's, I can't sit here and say, oh, I feel so bad for them. I mean. Well, and, well what about you, though? I mean, you did somebody wrong. You I committed did. credit card fraud. I did. You made, did you destroy their, I mean, you were out to destroy their lives. I probably, uh, what I did to these people was horrible. Like, now I realize exactly how I affected their lives like it it was the turmoil I created for this couple oh my god it was awful and it was like thirty thousand dollars was like the total fraud which was like Home Depot uh Sears you know okay yeah I I wanted to get a rundown of how you spent all that money because we all have these like dreams about if we got a hold of a ton of money and had Felt like there were no consequences. What would you do with it? What did you do with it? I mean, what happened was, like, at the time, you could go into Walmart in Florida, and they have these machines, and you put in the information, and it spits out a freaking fucking credit card right then and there. Like, approved. Approved. So, that's what we did. So, we got credit cards from, like, you know, Walmart, Home Depot, and then, before too long, we had people coming over to our house and, you know, telling my husband, hey, Wally, I need a generator. Uh, you know, I need a stereo system. So these people were coming and, like, pretty much putting their orders in of what they needed. And we would go and get the stuff and work out a deal and... Make money off of it? We mm. did. So we it's did. not like you were like, let's go on vacation no, no, and do crazy stuff no, that I would do? But, I mean, I was so <laughs> stupid, too. Like, I had all the credit card bills coming right to our house. Like, it was so dumb, eh? Because I knew. I knew. <laughs> You're a terrible criminal, Kim. I am. But I knew, like, and my husband at the time, he had a three-year-old daughter. And uh, so when we got caught, you know, the deal was I was going to take the heat for everything. I didn't want him to go to prison because he has a daughter. And the cops were not having it, eh? Like I I told them, I said, look, it was all me. He didn't do it. And they've got, you know, my husband's signature on all the credit card bills. And so, you know, he was going down too. Wait a sec. Wait a second. You were going to take the fall because he had a daughter? Yeah, because like the way the situation was right then in Florida with his family, there was really not a whole lot of people that could have stepped up to the plate and taken care and of he her. Was, and he was okay with you doing that? He wasn't. He, he really wasn't. But I think if it would have worked out, he would have agreed to it. Like, And now I, I look at back that point, and I'm like, you motherfucker. You know, like, how could you do that? <laughs> nice. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. was this all? At that yeah. point, if you can't go away, you don't do a crime. Yeah, pretty much. And that's exactly, <laughs> like, the day that we got caught, I told the cops, yep, I did it. Yep, yep. Like, I always knew I'm not going to. I'm not going to fight it or say, no, I didn't do that. I'm the type of person, when I get caught, I get caught. Like, that's it. 
And how long did the the fraud go on for? It was like three months. It wasn't very long, but you know, during that time, the people that we did it against. Which also, too, not that it makes it right, but there was a whole other backstory to that. But during that time we were doing it, I think she went to get a credit card or something. And that's how this all got found out. When they're like, oh, you already have 17 credit cards, by the way. Exactly. But like I said, what I did to these people was just unforgivable. And then, too, you know, I get to prison and I'm like, I'm in my early 40s, right? And most of the girls are young. And I was so, like humiliated like i like god at this point in my life i'm i'm in prison what the you see fuck how stupid Kim, is that yeah you know i was gonna ask about that so because stupid. my impression i had thought this story was about you in your 20s i didn't realize it was no so recent. i wish i could say that sandra but no no stupid so you turned to a life of crime in your 40s i mean i've always been like shady yeah, I, oh, I was you joking. Know, no, I have. Well, okay, you know how there's girls that we say they like the bad boy? Okay, mm-hmm. well, I wasn't the girl that liked the bad boy. I was the bad boy. Like, uh. that was me. No matter what, like, if somebody had an idea and it might not have been 100% legal, I'm in. I'll drive. Like, I'm in. Wait a second. So were you a career criminal I mean, somewhat? I wasn't a career criminal. I never, you know, I didn't break into people's homes and rob them or hurt people per se but I was always up for like you know I I knew this guy in Montreal who was running this scam at the time and sure I'll be part of it and I did just a stupid scam at the time um like I've just never been scared you know nothing I was 18 years old and I was driving my nice car to Florida by myself like all the time and my friends were like you're gonna get murdered I'm not scared I never had any fear. Maybe I should have had some fear, but uh, little did I know in my 20s and 30s that this all seemed to be culminating into boom. You were escalating. Like, were you doing that? Yeah, I guess I was. I mean, I I don't know. I just, we had so much anger towards this couple. And, uh, you know, I found the piece of paper with all their information on it. And I was like, oh my God, I know what I'm going to do. And I did it, right? And, uh, but like I said, I, I have no regrets except of how it probably ruined their lives. I mean, I hope today that it hasn't ruined their lives, but I can't imagine someone doing it to me. I freak out if I can't find my wallet, let alone if somebody's <laughs> fucking using, you know, my name. Now, Kim, yeah. you say you have no regrets about the process. I don't. Now, you also mentioned that you're a reformed criminal. So if you have no regrets, what's keeping you from making another I'm mistake old. like this in the future? I'm, I'm 56, you know, like I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm old. I was really lucky when I got out of prison. Uh, July 29th, 2009, uh, they put me on a plane in Miami, walked me through the Miami airport with shackles and a belly chain. And everybody's like, oh, my God. They put me on the plane with my handcuffs and leg irons and the whole bit. Then when I got home, you know, I was so lucky. Like, we have a family business, and I was able to join the family business. And, uh, you know, I just realized, like, prison was no fun. It was no fun. And it, you know, it gave crime a whole different like I couldn't even take a pack of gum right now if you if you said I would 100% get away with it I couldn't do it
I just couldn't do it. But at the same time, there's a part of you that wonders with the passport, what if I got into... There's always a part of me that wonders about that passport, but still, I can't can't do that. Like, it's just, it's too much of a nightmare to get out of. Yeah. And my parents are gone, and uh, yeah, it's just, no, I would rather remember, you know, what I did, and uh, like I said, remember the time in prison, and... You know, it wasn't all terrible. It, you know, you you make it what you can, and uh, like we made some crazy freaking prison food. You wouldn't believe the shit I was, you can yeah. make in prison. I was going to ask you it's insane. about that. It's like I'll tell you this one thing. It was called a tater tot. So you take a little bag of chips and you smash them up, and you put an opening in the bag, and you put hot water in this bag of chips, and you take a thing of ramen noodles, and you put that in, and you let it sit, and it turns out like a hash brown it's freaking awesome and and these girls right like they can make cakes from the stuff off canteen like you wouldn't believe like it looks like they came from a bakery and it's all just stuff off the canteen i mean it wasn't all bad it it was pretty bad but it wasn't all bad. was it was it violent it was it was um i uh i never i never got my face punched i didn't you know, really get in a, a fight. There was a few dust-ups simply because you, you can't back down. Like, no matter what, even if you know you're going to get your ass kicked, you can't back down. You Or you can't appear that you're willing to back down. No way. Like, this one time, I was in a dorm with 80 women, 40 on each side, and there was one water fountain. And that water fountain had a hot water spigot on it, and that's what all of us would use if we wanted to make a ramen soup or whatever. So I'm noticing every freaking night, man, like the same girl is putting her cup upside down on the hot water spigot. I'm getting pissed off. Like, I, you know, I want hot water too, lady. And so this one night I got fed up. So I walked up there and I grabbed a piece of paper towel and I grabbed her cup using the paper towel. Because if you touch it with your hands, she'll, she'll want to kill you. And I moved her cup, and I got my hot water and put her cup back. Anyway, it turned out like she was one of the baddest bitches in the place. And we ended up being like that just because I I didn't care. I want my hot water, too. Like I, So you earned respect I by did. doing that? I did, actually. Yeah, I did. And this other time, we got I got into it with this girl because it, it's so... Like you're in bunk beds, right? Like I mean, it's it's crazy. How many is? Are you in an actual cell or like you said, it's a giant it, dorm? It was a dorm. Okay. A, one time I got transferred to a dorm that was cells, but this, most of my time it was in a, a dorm atmosphere. And like you know, if you just accidentally brush up against somebody's bunk, they're fucking ready to kill you. And this one time. You know, I didn't realize maybe we, they actually gave us dresses to wear and my dress actually hit the side of her bunk and we're nose to nose yelling at each other, spitting on each other. That's how close we were. But oh people pulled us apart. But I would have got my ass kicked because I don't know how to fight, you know. Yeah. But you have to. You can't uh, You can't back down. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it... it uh, I, I I had a, a 
a crush on one of the captains, a, a woman. Her name was Captain Reed, and everybody knew I was in love with this woman. <laughs> were you gay? For, she were did, you, I have to ask: Were there a lot of people that were just gay for the stage? There was Sandra. I'm actually way to go. I didn't know that you knew all about that. Gay, I watch Orange Is the New Black. I watched season one. Uh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. No, there was so a lot. Kind of, a yeah, it, it is a thing. And except for the lifers, like the lifers have their relationships, and they're they're serious, just like in the free world. But uh, this Captain Reed, yeah, she was just, even Captain Reed knew I had a crush on her. And so we made it fun, you know. She'd walk in the back door of the dorm and nobody would know. And she's like, oh, Brian. And I'd be like, oh, my God. And then it's Captain Reed. I was like, oh, Captain Reed, it's you, you know. And you have to be careful. You can, you know, you can't be disrespectful or whatever. But, you know, it was a way to lighten things up a bit. And, uh, And really, that's all I tried to do is lighten things up. Yeah. And Sandra, you remember that woman on the East Coast that they call the Black Widow? She's been in the news because she keeps, uh, she's an older lady with white hair, Nova Scotia or something. Vaguely, yeah. And And she keeps getting with these guys and they keep dying. And now she's not allowed to go in the library or use internet or whatever. She, I was locked up with her. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it when I got out. That's another thing, too, eh? Like, when I got out, I started looking into some of the people that I was locked up with. I was like, holy fuck. Like, some of them were infamous, like like Eileen Warnos. Eileen Warnos, yeah. There was another girl, Paula Gutierrez. Her and her boyfriend, it's a terrible crime. Uh, they shot a cop. They oh. killed a woman cop in Florida, yeah. And, uh, like, it was just a nightmare. To this day, I wish there was a way that I could tell the family of that cop that, this girl is miserable in prison if it makes you feel any better. You well, know. you know, you talk about the remorse that you feel afterwards and you hurt another. Shame. And, and all of those things. Were there some people who were serving time that felt none of that, that you felt were just evil to the core? Absolutely, 100%. Really? Felt, yeah, and this girl was one of them. Like, she felt, you know, she she spent all her time telling people that she was a victim of her boyfriend. And, you know, and meanwhile, the cops find a picture of her on her camera holding, posing with an AK-47, right? But, you know, you're a victim. But, Kim, yeah. do people talk about their crimes in prison or is it? You know, that's another thing you have to be careful with is a lot of the dummies would go up to a lifer and be like, huh, what, what are you in for? Right. First of all. You know, if they want you to know, they're going to tell you. And uh, usually the people that talk about their crimes are the people that are in for a year and a day. Like in Florida, if you get a year and a day, you go to prison. If you get a year less a day, you do county. So and every time you go to prison and you get released and you go back, the letter changes on your on your ID, your Department of Corrections. So, like, there was girls at my prison, and their numbers started with a J or a K. And that means they've been in and out all those many times. Through the alphabet. Exactly. So wow. those girls will talk about their, their crimes and stuff, but the serious ones, not. That's like, you know, asking them, when do you get out? Like, some of these girls, they were the creator of their own doom, eh? Because they would just say the dumbest things. Like, you can't go up to somebody and say, when do you get out? What if they never get out? Like, just just common sense. And, uh, but, you know, 
it uh, like I said, no regrets, no no regrets at all. It was um, when you were serving your time, and you talked about what it was like inside. Were you connected at all to the outside world, not television, at all. and not- there was a TV, but you know, you just forget about it because you're not going to be able to watch what you want to watch. Or no, we had radios. You could buy a radio on the canteen. So you could listen to... You could. You could. So you yeah. could get current events and you, you could. could figure out yeah. what's going on. Yeah, my dad on. would send me newspapers. Um, yeah, so, you know, but that's as far as you were connected. There was no... Uh, unless, also, too, if you had, like, an outside medical appointment, then, you know, you're off prison grounds. That was another thing, too, where I almost got my ass kicked because I had a medical appointment and because of my high custody... They had to black box us, which is your your hands are here, and there's an actual black metal box over your hands. So there was like 10 of us with medical appointments, and I was the only high-custody inmate, but that made everybody have to be black boxed. So, yeah, this girl. Well, they must have loved you. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's like, who's closed custody? And I thought, well, you know, I might as well just say it. I was like, it's me, and what? You know? And thank God she didn't call me on it. Is solitary <laughs> confinement a real problem? It it is. It's, I, a real problem. I mean, I know it's a thing, but it, it, it boggled my mind that you can be in prison and get locked up. Like the first time I heard that, because if you're fighting, you're going to go to confinement. So basically, you're in prison and you're going to confinement, and and that's it's bad. It's it's bad. how long will they keep you in confinement? Uh, it for? depends. Like I knew some girls to be in there for three or four months. <gasps> Whoa! Yeah, but now that's not solitary, eh? Like that's that's just instead of a dormitory, you're in a cell. But you know, there's a girl in a cell right beside you. So, right. I mean, it's not. Uh, are, are you? Do you get out at all during the daytime to walk no, or no, exercise? No, no, you don't leave the confinement dorm for the whole time that you're for in there. three or four months. Yep. Yep. And you don't get exercise no, or, or you sunshine? Can walk out, you can walk in the hallway if they let you or, yeah, but no. You don't You don't see the sun? Nope, except what comes in your window. That's that's it. I mean, you, you don't want to go to confinement because whatever privileges you did have, you, you lose them. Like, uh, like the canteen, the biggest thing of all was canteen. Like, I mean, just the ability to be able to buy a bag of chips was, was huge, right? Eh? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you worked really hard to have a clean dorm and hopefully your dorm wins and you get to go first. And it's just, uh, yeah. Um, What about your husband? What happened while you were both serving time and when you got out? Yeah. So we got out and uh, he got out December 16th. I thought I was getting out on the 16th, but freaking immigration came and picked me up. So it was a real cruel joke. And uh, they put me in the van and took me to South Florida, Miami, somewhere. I don't even know where, to tell you the truth. And I was there until January 29th. Um, so when I got out, and I, my brothers came and picked me up, and, uh, I, you know, right away I wanted to talk to my husband. He had already been out for a month. I was trying to figure out, okay, like, you know, how can we fix this? Like, you come here, me, go, like, you know. Anyway, come to find out, he's fucking asking me for a divorce. So it turns out, while he was locked up, the girl that delivers the canteen stuff to his prison, him and her, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding I me? I swear to God. I was like, you prick. 
like, you're really doing this? You're calling me and asking me for it. But he did. So we got divorced, whatever. Well, I mean, would I mean, you be even allowed to be in contact because you're both former felons? What, what's that? Because you're both former felons, would you be allowed oh, yeah. to now be in we contact? Could. Now we could. Um, at the time that we were locked up, we had to get permission to write to one another. You know, you can't just write another inmate. But now it would be fine. But uh, it's old news now. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want nothing to do with Florida. I'm, I'm quite happy. in. So I'm still stuck on him being a piece of shit when he was in jail. Yeah, like, and my dumbass. So this, I had no idea this was going on. Right? Well, how would you know? Well, okay, so we're in line for canteen. So the canteen lady, truck driver, whatever, bitch, she starts walking towards me. You and say I, it. I'm looking at her badge, and I see her last name is Fine, F-I-N-E. I thought, well, shit, I know some Fines in Cedar Keys. So my dumbass goes up, hey, uh, do you know uh, Leslie Fine? And and she, like, she barely answered me. She was so rude, right? And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm the one locked up, and you're being rude? Like, fuck off. <laughs> well, come to find out. She had already started this thing with my husband. And she knew who and you she were knew when you started who I, talking exactly. to her. God. Like, oh, my God. Who knew the jo- jail don't... could be so sordid? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what the attraction would be to somebody who's in jail. Me neither, to tell you the truth. like At that time. Like, <laughs> sure, when you're out and you're I rehabilitated, mean... life moves on. But, like, for somebody still in jail. Yeah, exactly. Like, she, you know, it really wasn't smart. If I would have been vindictive, I probably could have made her lose her job. But I didn't. But it was just dumb. Like, she she lost in many ways. She, it sounds like she sure she, did. Sandra. She got a. She sure <laughs> did. The universe sort of took care of her. <laughs> That's right. Now, Kim, yeah. if you had to pick one defining moment, one moment that you look back on and it just kind of chills you to the bone from your experience in prison, what would it, it be? It would be the day that I found out how much time I was doing. I'll never forget that day when I had my meeting and I sat back down and I saw my end of sentence date and I realized I had like five year changes to go through. I'll never forget that feeling like, oh, man. And then, you know, you you think, well, you get an automatic appeal. Nobody ever gets their appeal. It's just bullshit. Mm -hmm. eh? But uh, that would be the moment where I thought, wow, like there's no getting out of this. You know, I'm and. Was there ever a moment where you were afraid for your life in prison? No, 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 never. uh, We went through a hurricane, um, Hurricane Charlie or whatever, and that was pretty scary. But no, not in that sense of violence or, you know. Someone's going to pull out a shiv and cut you. Yeah, no, no, never anything like that. Can you tell I've seen too many prison movies? I know all the words. And honestly, yeah, you're right. And there is so so much of that that goes on. Like, you wouldn't believe it. You could, you know, the officers would come and shake us down regularly. And it's like, really? Like, come on, man. I don't have nothing. And you're destroying everything I have. You got to put it back together. I mean, but uh, there was never... You know, never any rioting or, or anything like that. There was a lot of, wow, wicked, wicked fights. Like, I saw a girl actually die. Um, as stupidest thing, they were lined up for the chow hall, and when they opened the doors, everybody ran, and she fell and smashed her head on a rock and died right there. Like, wow. Um, Not pushed, she just fell? She just wow. fell because they were so anxious to get to the chow hall for some shit food. And, yeah. 
Um, and some of the fights I saw were unbelievable, like razors and oh my god, uh, you just wouldn't believe it. It oh my god, like crazy blood everywhere. And you know, it's all uh, like the girls they know. Okay, we're gonna fight. You're gonna be watching out. Let us know if the COs are coming. And yeah. it's all done in the bathroom. And yeah, yeah, it's like and tattoos, same thing. Like, I was watching this girl one time, and I was like, what in the heck are you doing? And, oh, my God, they're giving each other tattoos in prison. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that doesn't sound sanitary. It wasn't, Sandra. I mean, they're no. using, like, old pens. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, it, it was terrible. Of all the things that are going to kill you in jail, a, a, an infection from a tattoo. I mean, really. <laughs> but the of one, all the things. You know, the worst thing of all was just losing freedom. Like, yeah. I, you know, now I sit back and I hear people say, like, you know, it should be tougher in prison and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, at the end of the day, the fact that you're not allowed to be in society, it's huge. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's a real punishment. It was for me anyway. I was so embarrassed to be the age I was at and felt that they had to remove me from society. Like, really? Like, it got that bad? You know, it was humiliating. It was, it was awful. Like, certainly nothing to be proud of. Do you, Kim, yeah. do you think that uh, prisons are actually meant to rehabilitate people? I do not. I do not. Not where I was anyway. Like, it's just, you know, it's an open door. There are, you know, there are some programs. Um, but funny thing is, these programs are geared towards the lifers who are never getting out. So it's a way for them to actually make a salary in prison so they can, you know, have canteen and stuff. Um but, and there's other courses like GED, computer classes, things like that. But no, I'd, I saw very little rehabilitation when I was there. Very little. Like, if anything, it was like, uh, you know, somebody would leave and you know, with while you're still there, you'll see them back again. Do you savor your freedom now? I do. There are still some things, like, I, I have a very hard time putting my clothes in drawers. Like, I know that's weird, but for almost five years, I lived in a locker, a foot locker. So now I, I keep all my stuff like in a pile. I still do it to this day. I can't, I have a hard time using dressers. Your story is absolutely and even, unbelievable. It, and I probably have a, another 100 questions for you. To and be I have probably well. so much more to tell you, but you know. But you know, but you know, do you have any parting words? Just that, um, you know, I'm so glad you had me on this show. And don't be a criminal. It's, it's not worth it. Be good. Don't, don't be bad like me. Because, you know, I was lucky too, right? I could work at our family business. I didn't have to go through the whole uh, putting on a job application that I was a convicted felon. I didn't, I didn't have to go through that. I was really lucky. So don't be a criminal. Thank you, Kim. Thank you so much for coming today. I really I'm appreciate talking that. To you, Sandra. Yeah, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to live clean after hearing this. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's going to be a difficult journey. Know, let I me know. tell you. She's already She's got shady, that. She's shady, Kim. In her eye. She's already. I'm going to go that. rob a bank. Fuck you yeah. all. I'll drive. <laughs> Kim, thank you again for being our guest this week oh, on the you. Quick and the Dirty thank podcast. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Hillary. And don't forget to follow The Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram, at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter, at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And Facebook, at Quick and Dirty Podcast. 
you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.